This is day two of the Holy Week devotional. Tuesday, Mark 14, verses 12 to 26. Be with Jesus. Reflect on the scripture for today and ask Jesus now to show himself to you as you listen to the scripture read. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left went into the city and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely you don't mean me. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. He said to them, Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Become like Jesus In order to understand Jesus' suffering at the end of the Gospels, Tim Keller in his book The Reason for God says we must remember how he is introduced at the beginning of the Gospels. Jesus was not created. He was not only around when everything was created, but he took part in creating everything. For all eternity, he had lived in a relationship of absolute intimacy and love. At the end of his life, he was cut off from his father for the first time in eternity. He experienced the wrath of his holy father as if he were the most vile and evil being instead of us. There may be no greater emotional pain than the loss of a relationship one desperately wants. As Keller points out, if a mild acquaintance condemns or criticizes someone and says they never want to see them again, even that is painful. If a friend or a dating partner does the same thing, it is significantly more painful. But if a spouse does this or a parent, the psychological damage is infinitely worse. Keller asks, who can grasp what it would be like to lose not just spousal love or parental love that has lasted several years, but the infinite love of the Father that Jesus had from all eternity. On the night Jesus was arrested, he was facing betrayal on all of these fronts, from acquaintances, from his disciples, from the Jewish religious rulers, from the justice system, from a disciple he knew would betray him, from his closest friends who were to desert him in his most needed hour. But when his father turned on him, condemned him, and poured infinite wrath and judgment on him, Jesus' sufferings and stress would have been eternally unbearable. Later, 
as he would grapple with the reality of what he was about to go through, Jesus started to go into a state of shock, so much so that he physically sweated blood. Jesus had likely been thinking about what was going to happen to him for the whole evening. Definitely over supper, where he was giving thanks, singing praise to his Father, and fellowshipping with and teaching his disciples. As you reflect on this section of the story, what about Jesus draws you to him more? How would you like to become more like him? Pause now and reflect, and then ask him to make you more like him. Love like Jesus would love. In his final hours, Jesus was living the first and second commandment, to love God above all else and to love others as himself. In his obedience, in these final hours of Jesus' life before being crucified, we see the life of a man who gave all glory to God through everything, in the face of death and betrayal, in the face of betrayal from friends, in the face of injustice and religious hypocrisy, and in the face of condemnation from his Father. In the face of all of this, Jesus loved God and loved others. One of the most astounding things for us to witness is how Jesus glorified God on his last day. When most people would be self-focused, Jesus was still focused on loving God and loving others. He shows us a true worshiper's heart. Jesus, on the night that he was to be betrayed, ate with his disciples. Even knowing what was coming, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and shared it with his followers. Then he took the cup, and after thanking his father again, he gave a short teaching on its symbolism and alluded to what was about to happen to him. Then he sang a hymn to his father with his friends. Right now, maybe spend some time worshipping Jesus in prayer and asking him to empower you to love others as he calls you to, as he demonstrated to us in his life and his death. And then ask him to prepare you for this evening's service where we will hear more about what Jesus teaches us about worship and communion. <laughs>